Welcome to another episode of NaFam the podcast. Welcome. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Mm-hmm. You are holding something in your hands right now. Do you want to tell us what you're holding? I'm holding a deck of cards for you to select two of. Oh, are they playing cards? I don't know. Why don't you tell us? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. It's a uh, it's a game that you bought yeah. from a local store called what's it called? It's called Life Stories, but it's just um, you know a conversation starter. And I just thought we would start this episode with with one for you. Oh, and then no one pressure. and then one for you. Mm, maybe I maybe. don't know. Okay. So what you have to do though is you have to pick one of each color. There's two colors. Okay. Yeah. So I want this one. Don't 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 read it yet. Put okay. It Give it to me first of all. Okay. And then pick another color. Making this very difficult. Wait, why'd you pick all the ones right next to each other? Okay, never mind. Well, I, I like know. that one. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so that was. So one card. One card is a situation, and one is a um. One card is a feeling. I guess is really just how it's simplified. Okay. So. And together they make a sentence. As a teenager, share a time when you felt rejected. Oh my God! I'm supposed to remember. Time when I was a teenager, when I was rejected, felt rejected. Um, well, there's, you know, there's probably many, many instances where I was rejected in various ways as a teenager. Okay, tell us about um, the realest, rawest one, please. Well, one that comes to mind. I don't know if I've shared this on here before. Maybe I have. I've told you about it. Um, when I was taking um, a class in college. Were you a teenager? I think so. I was probably, yeah, I must have been. Okay. I had to be like 19 probably. Okay. Um, so I was taking a class and I'm not one, as you know, to put myself out Where there. Where were you at in college? What college? I had switched from Michigan State. Uh-huh. I was in between figuring out what I was going to do. And okay. so I took a semester at Washtenaw okay. Community College. Okay. So I was taking a, a class there. And there was a girl in that class that she was very quiet, I think. I mean, I was quiet, but I just decided on a whim, I'm going to like ask her out and see if she'll say yes. I don't have anything to lose at this point. I don't really know her, but. You just never spoke to her before and you were just walking. I don't remember if I like maybe had some like. I can't imagine sitting in a class with somebody and they just walk up, not even (laughs) start with small talk or like getting to know me, but just, hey, do you want to go out? This was a very long time ago. So I think I'm probably recalling this incorrectly a little bit. There probably was some conversation, like probably just little, you know, conversation. There, I'm sure there was something because I cannot imagine I would just ask somebody out without like okay. knowing anything about it. So them. go ahead. But I don't recall any of that specifically. But I thought, why not? Just I'll give it a shot. Um, and I don't remember what she said, but I never saw her again. She never came to class again. Okay. You don't remember what she said. I, I think, I don't know if she said, Did I'll she get back yes? to her. She said, no. Obviously, she didn't say yes. Obviously, I don't know if she said, I don't know, or if she I said something, know. or I don't recall, but... Um, I just remember, like, I don't think I ever saw. What class her again. was this? I don't remember what the class was. Really? It wasn't an accounting class. It was um, no, because I took I took six classes that semester. Okay, was it in the arts and sciences, or was it, I mean, I mean, the arts or the sciences? Like, which was it? Do you know? Do you remember if it was like a math or a science class, or like a humanities class, or anything along those I, lines? I, I don't. I don't remember because I remember I had an accounting class there, okay. and I had a humanities class, and okay. it wasn't either of those two classes. Those were the two that I. Remember okay. the most. I don't remember the other ones. Like I said, it was six How far classes. into this like school year were you guys? Well, you're asking me a lot of questions. This was I mean, supposed was it to be first week. Was it like? I think it was probably it was week? probably a couple weeks in. A couple weeks. I'm thinking in. like I think it was within the first month of class. I don't wow, recall. That if is it was. really really ballsy. So you really probably hadn't talked to her much then. Yeah, and I'm sharing this story for you what because you know me. What you to her? That's a damn good question. I don't really know. You know, you're just afraid to say it in front of me. No. No, I just I um I don't recall her being like super attractive or anything necessarily like not like well obviously she was attractive I just and mean like there was I don't remember her standing out in a way that was like she stood wow, out to is... you I want to know how she stood yeah. out to you um well this is where again we're going back 25 plus years and I think like I said I think I must have talked to her and she was probably nice she was probably kind of quiet I felt like I was like, you know, kind of quiet and shy a little bit and it didn't feel intimidating, but was I think she was kind of cute. Was she giving you looks or something? I don't. Was she like, I, I don't, face turning red listen, when she I'm saw not like you. You, you remember your kindergarten something. crushes. You remember like. But you you also would know what would what the signs would have to be for yourself. Well, that's what I'm. That's why I think this one. That's why out. I think this one sticks out because I think this was completely out of left field for me. And I just thought, what the hell? I, did, I you just, up, did you pre-drink that day on the way to class? Like. <laughs> probably should have might have gone better 
but um so then what happened you, you never know, saw her i just again recall not i just recall her not coming to class again and and thinking like maybe the f- like thinking back on it like the first day after she didn't show up like oh she's not here and then she's the thinking like away. oh <laughs> yeah she's the one that got away yeah wow. that was, uh, um that's not an exciting story but you that's never saw just her again i never saw her did again. you find that you were like like searching like all everywhere you went all over campus like searching for her I like, know, you extended know, stays in the cafeteria and stuff like hoping she would walk in no i pretty much went to class and left like i didn't hang out in the facilities of the buildings there but i'm was sure that? i'm sure i was i'm sure i was like i'm sure i had my eyes open like looking for like oh is she still here like what's the deal like you know mm-hmm. but i'm like did i completely scare her off did she drop out of college probably because I asked her yeah that's probably that's the most likely case scenario it probably is were you is that the first time you asked ever asked somebody out um no it's not the first time i ever asked somebody was it out, the last time you ever asked it was, somebody it was out? the last time for <laughs> yeah, pretty much after that but like i said i thought that story was uh worth sharing because of how our relationship started and how i'm always behind i'm never leading i'm always yeah, waiting so for like validation and waiting for like oh am i sure am i really how sure how many sure? times did it take before you had the courage to ask her like how many how many class periods did you think about it and then like not follow through oh i don't know i i i would imagine though it was probably um you know i only was only i was only there for a semester and i i'm sure whatever caught my eye like i said i was went from michigan state to washna so i was only there for a semester and i think i just thought this is a fresh start so why not like come in and try to maybe do something different and open up and um but i don't i mean i don't recall how many classes it would have been that i wanted to ask her out okay the listeners can't see your face lighting up right now That's pretty funny. It's funny that my face is lighting up. <laughs> yeah, like you're right back there again. No, no, I just think it's it's pathetic. It's pathetic because I don't actually have a story. It's not like, oh, I knew this girl for like three years and, you know, always wanted to ask her out and finally asked her out. I mean, it's not I much remember, of a story. It's just... Um, I remember actually, that's funny that you said that. I remember having an accounting class at MSU. So it was like a big lecture hall. It was like, you know, 300 people. We had the like, what do you call those when you have, have the breakouts once a week? Like, or was it... Oh, like the lab. Well, yeah, the a lot lab. of them are labs, but... Do they call it lab and accounting too? I don't don't remember. I don't. I don't think but so. anyways, it was like the first 100 level accounting class. But I just remember this like dude coming and just like plopping down next to me and just like being very assertive and just like talking to me. And like, I don't even know if it was that day or maybe it took him a couple days, but he asked me out too. And I had a boyfriend at the time, so I had to break it to him. And then he, and then he just stopped talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. But I guess it's not that out of the ordinary. I guess I'm just thinking about that because there was another guy that did that too when I was single, but I wasn't interested other anything other than a friendship and i remember him doing the same thing he would just come sit to me every day he just started talking to me he was a very funny person and then i like he he just like started he he would call me like we would just talk and i mean it was clear that he was interested in more and i wasn't that fizzled but i guess it's not that out of the ordinary just to like throw yourself out there in the classroom never talk to this person (laughs) i think for a lot of guys i don't think that's that far-fetched for me that's definitely something that was and i think that's where for me it stands out because it was one of those situations like I'm going against everything I've ever known because I'm always getting the friend zone and stay in the friend zone. That's always been my, you know, MO. Um, I do remember, I'm guessing that was probably the first class I had there though, because I remember in my head a little bit like where that class was in the building and everything else. And I, I don't, my accounting class wasn't there. It was actually at the high school here, all mm. terrible place to take a college class. Okay. Um, but those are the only two that I actually remember like where the classes were, like the classrooms mm-hmm. themselves. But But yeah, no, I just, you know, so you've had that experience apparently numerous times. You were the one rejecting. Twice. Twice. I bet no. you if you think back, I it's do probably remember more than twice. a boy that sat behind me in my first math class at MSU, and he was so cute and so sweet. And I was like, oh, I crushed on him so hard. And then one day I saw him walking down like um, Abbott or like MIC or one of those with hand in hand with a girl. I'm like, oh, what? He has a girlfriend? <laughs> of course. Turns um, out 
was like a high school girlfriend that was visiting for the weekend. So he did indeed have a girlfriend. He finally started talking about her. I think it's pretty pathetic <laughs> that I had to go for me to that example of a time I was rejected. Like I said, I know I'm sure there were other times that I was rejected, but I just didn't ask girls out. I was mm-hmm. way too nervous to do that. Yeah, that's a tough job. It's a tough, tough position uh, for, to be in. For some people it is. For some people it's not, apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I guess. Well, thank you for sharing that, Jim. Very vulnerable moment with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it's your turn. How do you feel after having shared that? Um, I feel okay. I feel like it goes a little bit lame. Oh, you care about impressing people with your answers? <laughs> no, I just feel like I I should be able to come up with something. Um, not not for impressing, just like something a little bit more. I think it's meaningful. a great story. Maybe if you just had more feelings that you could talk about around it, it would be yeah. it would be better. <laughs> yes, like I said, I'll, and, and again, probably one of those situations that I just shut off in my head and never went back to that place. But um, well, I have yeah. another question for you mm-hmm. then. Maybe another um, deep question because I it's been it's been a very it's been I feel like every December well every holiday every winter there's always there's there's just seems to be um, an inordinate number of deaths unexpected deaths it seems Mm -hmm. like doesn't it anyways there's been a I feel like the last few weeks I've been getting text messages and stuff from people saying you know so and so died and somebody haven't seen in like 20 years and it's just like oh wow you know and it just takes you back for a second um it's happened a couple times in the last few weeks and then on friday my kids grandmother died and that is their first loss and or loss you know of a human relative pretty close relative person whatever um because i guess a close non-relative could die so but the closest person to them they know that they've lost you're really complicating this aren't you well i want to be accurate okay it's obviously i'm trying to think about that for them and kind of talk to them through about that talk um because i'm just in just thinking back to like my experience first experience with losing somebody which was also a grandparent and how it impacted me and just um just wanting to be there for them through that and then also I was quite I'm getting to, I'm going to get to the question that I have for you I swear <laughs> I was quite surprised how much it hit me like I I knew I mean this was expected but it wasn't expected this quickly um but when their dad had said that it was going to happen quickly and they the, my kids got to go out there and, and spend time with her before she passed and the next day I had gotten a phone call from him but I was in a session so I couldn't answer it but I kind of felt like I knew what it was and then I was gonna I was gonna call him as soon as that session ended and he must have known because he called me right right then too it was at the hour mark so and told me and after he hung up the phone it's like I couldn't talk and after he hung up the phone I was texting you about it and as I'm trying to talk to text I just I started like you know when you're just like <gasps> like you just like gasp for air kind of thing it was just like I just it hit and it just was so over overwhelming and I let myself have a have a good cry um it was just really it was just a I don't know it was just such a raw moment for so many reasons and um I guess I wasn't expecting for it to like hit that hard because I was expecting it but I thought about it and I was like you know I think that when anyone dies it's just like you feel the reality of their of their like non-existence in the world is felt and I was thinking about how you know I was never particularly close with her but we we are members I've, I've said this already we are members of the same exclusive club and that is a club of about a small handful of individuals that I would say love my children the way that a parent loves them right like and I think that that became really um, evident to me or I'm sorry I became more aware of the what's the word I'm looking for the importance I guess of that kind of love a grandparent love for your children over the years I think maybe probably too being in a step family it's sort of thrown in your face how much that lacks in many areas so that when you where it is you know it's important to like okay yeah like we have this shared bond we care about these babies the same way we're here to protect them and nurture their little hearts and all of that so the reality hit me that okay and she's not here anymore right to do that like I just my heart broke for my kids so all of that to say I've been you know talking to my kids about it and kind of helping them process through it and I don't you know obviously it's still pretty early and this is her first experience with death and dying um but again it brought up a lot of like memories for me around my first experiences with death so I wanted to ask you what do you remember your first experiences with death and what what who was it? What was that like? Like the first one that I 
remember was my grandpa on my mom's side. And I'm trying to remember what year it was, but I think it was early teens when that happened. Um, and they lived in Gaylord. Um, so it was a little little ways away from here. But I'm sorry, so, how old were you again? I, I think early teens. Okay. Um, I don't remember. Now I wish I could recall. If it was like of course you don't 1992 maybe, 93. Okay. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but so we only saw them a handful of times a year at most. But I remember mm-hmm. going up, um, up north to Gaylord and like spending some time with my grandpa and stuff i remember the way they they had like the house set up and um just i don't when i say the house set up they had like a detached garage and then they had an area between the house and the garage that was like a sandbox and stuff that i used to go play in I don't remember my grandpa specifically playing with me, but I just remember there always being stuff to do. And I remember going to the barbershop with him. Um, so, you know, I don't have a ton of childhood memories, but I remember going to his funeral and just being there with all of our cousins and everything and not really knowing what to make of it. Um, so I don't recall if I felt the impact of the emotional side of it or if it was just kind of like... I'm so surprised. <laughs> um, wait a minute, though. So let me clear. Maybe you said this and maybe I was focused on um, your eyes um, and that hearing all the words coming out of your mouth. Did you say that you went up there after he had already passed? Yes. What did he die from? Uh, he had lung cancer. Lung cancer. So you didn't, did you ever see him while he was sick? I remember going to the hospital when he was in the hospital and I think he had, uh, I think when we went to see him, he had heart surgery. Um, he had like a quadruple bypass, but at the time when they were doing that, I don't remember, I don't remember if he died right after that or if that was, there was a gap, but I just remember when he had that surgery because of all the radiation he had that it took the doctors like hours just to get to his heart to like do this, perform the surgery. So it was like this whole drawn out thing. And I remember being up north at the hospital for that Mm. but I don't know how long after that it was when he passed away Um, I just remember him as you know he was a Detroit police officer but he just he was a presence but also very I think like kind and gentle at the same time but powerful is how I seem to remember him Mm. Um, but that was I think that was the first experience I really had with death okay you don't remember you but just I don't. Remember, only thing you remember is that you don't know it. You didn't know what to make of it. Um, yeah, I just I think it was tough. So and then um, his wife died years later. She moved down here, um, and then she uh, died years later. And then my other grandma died. The, that's the most recent one. My grandma on my dad's side. And I remember I'm, yeah, I'm bringing this. Were, were you, what year was that? Were you forty yet? No, it was before we were married. Okay. And I'm forty five. We were married. Okay, so had to be late thirties then. Maybe like thirty nine, thirty eight, thirty nine then. Okay. Um, but I remember that one, I'm bringing that one up because it's the most recent one and feeling like, you know, you kind of, it didn't feel that much. And then getting to the funeral and kind of just feeling like the weight of it all. Yeah. And then it's like overwhelming and it just hits you. Yeah. You know, and it's like up until that point. So that's what I wonder, like with Christopher and Katie, you know, they got to see her in the last couple of days but you know it's like when that realization really hits that that person's gone right um i think to me that's that's when it really hits yeah where yeah and i would just be curious like i feel like for you since you are much more in tune to feelings and i just wonder like seeing it you know getting closer Mm -hmm. i feel like for you like that impact like i'm very good about tuning things out until it's like real you know what i mean well i kind of think we all are i think we all i think it depends on the nature of the relationship too that's true do you know what I mean like that's why I think maybe it was just kind of like I wasn't expecting for her loss to hit me so hard until it did right so yeah no and that's a good point because I actually and I told you this after but I had a feeling that it was gonna it was there was gonna be a big impact on you um when it happened because you know you were kind of like it's okay you know it's okay I think you were feeling maybe I don't want to say removed but like also like this isn't yeah there's a little impact you that way i mean there's maybe like it gets a little like complicated too with like it's like okay she's my ex-mother-in-law like i mean i don't know I, i mean like i said we we still see each other. We have a good relationship. Like, you know, obviously, when like, she's like, she she's comes to school the nicest, and, the yeah. nicest lady. Right. I've met her a number of times. I've always worried about, I think this is natural anyone would, like the heartbreak that she may have felt and I assume felt when her son and I divorced. And um, so I always kind of felt, held that guilt. And so maybe always, almost, almost, almost wanting to stay detached a little bit because of that heaviness felt like too much. Um, but, yeah she's I mean she's gone it's it's so sad and it's so permanent it's just like wow it's just like they're not here anymore 
Um, that is how it was, I think, with like, so I was in sixth grade when my mom's dad died of lung cancer and he was on home hospice and they lived in Ohio and I, we, we did not have a close relationship with that. So, I mean, we saw them maybe once, maybe twice, three times a year. I feel like as we got older, we saw them less. Like I'm down, and we always saw them on Thanksgiving and Christmas and maybe like in the summer, like I was just, I, I could be wrong about that, but I'm also like the last born. So like maybe they saw them more before I came around. But um, I remember, like, he actually died in December of 1991. And I remember my mom was staying down there helping care for him because he was home on hospice, like I said. And my dad taking us all down there when he was very near the end to, like, kind of say our final goodbyes. And, like... For me, it was just he was very sick. And obviously, as an adult, having worked in hospice now, I understand what what is going on, like what it looks like to be in the presence of somebody that is at the end of their life. And um, it's kind of shocking, you know, mm-hmm. and if you haven't seen it before. And so I remember feeling just uncomfortable as a kid over it, you know. But so that's what I was just trying to explain to Katie and Christopher. It's like you're not what you're going to walk into is not what you're going to expect. She's going to look very different. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it might be uncomfortable, but it's also okay. Like this is the circle of life. And I think, you know, I think it'd be great if you could be there and say goodbye and have those moments together. Like those are I think these are really important, sacred moments to share with our loved ones. But I remember after my grandpa, like the next day, I think maybe it was a couple days later, I don't know. We were back home, but my mom had stayed down there and he had died. And there was just like, okay, he's not here. It was just, there was no funeral. Like my, I don't know if it's a Swedish thing, but it's, they're just very like, <laughs> um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What? Attached. <laughs> no. What, you know, was there like sweets. a celebration of life or anything? No, nothing. Okay, so Everything's very just... private, simple. Okay. We're not making a fuss. You know, I later learned like that's not the 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 ceremony is not for ye, the dead person; it's for the people grieving. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so no, there was nothing, no acknowledgement at all. My mom actually, he was cremated. My mom and her mother and her brother, like that following summer, took his ashes up north to the UP in Michigan. It's like Superior, I think. Um, and so the kids weren't even involved in any of it. So I remember grieving very privately. I remember being so torn up over his death, like. And like I said, I didn't even know him. Like he didn't. He was a very quiet man. He never spoke to us like at all. So I, I don't know why, but it just. So even within your own house, you didn't really talk about it then. No, it was just like Gramps is, yeah, Gramps is dead. Okay, and like even I just remember even my mom like like saying at one point like, yeah, I know I wasn't close with my dad, and I know how he was the way that he was, but like it's very hard to lose a parent. She was actually I think she was like forty five, like my age now, and I was thinking. Okay, so like, all right, so it was hard for her. Like, that was my one glimpse into like, is anybody going to talk about this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember like crying myself to sleep and stuff over the whole ordeal. Like, it just kind of hit me pretty hard. So, obviously, that was not your experience. <laughs> no, I, although as you're talking, I just remembered actually what I told you was my first experience was actually probably my second experience okay. with death. My great grandma died when I was younger. I'm thinking maybe six-ish. Did you know her at all? Because I had I a did. great grandmother die too that I did not know. I all. did. She lived with my grandma on my dad's side. Okay. And so she used to come over and stuff. I remember her coming over. We had a bathroom floor with these little one-by-one tiles that had like a... a f- when you were that age, did you know they were called one-by-ones? <laughs> no. <laughs> They were ugly tiles. I did not, nobody liked them. Okay. But the reason I remember this is because she would go down there and she always wanted to clean stuff. And so she went down there one day with like a toothbrush and was scrubbing these tiles because she thought they were dirty when in fact it was just a fleck that was in the tiles. And she was trying to scrub it out, you know, and it was like, and it was at our house. It wasn't like at her own house. Mm -hmm. So she was just like, I think that kind of person that, Mm -hmm. um, that probably should have been an indication that at that point she was probably not you know, maybe all that with it. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember how old she was. I mean, she was definitely older when she passed away, but I was young. I don't remember much else about it, but I, I do re- I, I do kind of remember, I guess, realizing someone's gone and like, oh, that's like never going to see that person again. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, that part hits a little bit. Even at the mm-hmm. time, you know, and at that age when you're that young, you don't really understand it. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that the person's gone. I, I, I will never see them again. You know, it just. Yeah, that permanence will definitely yes. take your breath away when you wrap your head around that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I feel like, yeah, that's like the real 
significant loss that I had was when I was, I mean, I shouldn't, I mean, I don't, my mom's dad, like I said, we weren't close with him. We barely knew him, but my mom's, when my dad's mom died, which I've already talked about on here, it hit me a lot. And I was 18 at that time. Um, and that was like that reality of never being able to see her again was very difficult pill for me to swallow. Still, yeah. if you even think about it now, she died in 1997. Again, she's the closest person I think I've ever lost. And I have been quite sheltered from loss, knock on wood, in my life. Um, and I still am like, I'm never fucking see her again. <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. just, it feels so unimaginable. Doesn't it? I don't know. Well, it's it does. Like, and that, I think that's the thing, what? too, is you, like you just said, I mean, I feel... At least not in human form. Like, I'll never be able to touch her skin again. But I, I feel very fortunate that I haven't really been exposed to that with somebody close to me besides, you know, a grandparent. I know, you just you know, don't get close relative. to people, though. I just, you just stay a little bit removed, and it's much easier to deal with mm-hmm. that. Um, but no, I mean, I think that, you know, I know that there's people I went to school with, you know, high school with and stuff that, you know, read about that they've passed away and mm-hmm. how you know even that even if I wasn't <clears> close <throat> to them like there's a feeling that comes up yeah. like oh my god like this is it just it just hits differently but yeah. at the same time I haven't had it where it's like a personal experience where I've seen that person uh-huh. going through whatever and you know was close to them where it was like a close friend or something like that so yeah I know because I mean not to bring him up again but my ex-husband I feel like he had a lot of that I mean he had a lot of he lost several friends in his life and totally unrelated like just freak accidents Mm -hmm. and I remember always commenting on that like wow you've just it just doesn't seem like I know anyone else that's experienced this much loss yeah that's and but and I did and I and again like I always was like oh god how you know I want to eventually it's going to hit me you know like nobody escapes loss in this life I was going to say I've always thought the same thing as you know you you know hear about somebody or they share a story with you or maybe you remotely know that person and it's like it's only a matter of time before I experience that yeah. in some way. And yeah, you know. I know. And I guess as we get older, we're at the age where more and more of the deaths are. I mean, there's certainly a lot that are within our own generation. A lot of our friends' parents have passed, and it's just like, okay, here we are. Here we are. You know, because mm-hmm. um, even with even with when my kids went over to that last night to say goodbye to their grandmother. I mean, it was pretty, it was very much assumed that that would be the last night that they saw her. And I just, for a minute, just had this like overwhelming, like, how do you say goodbye? Knowing it's the last time, you know, like not even like just trying to wrap your head around that. Like how does, it's just so... Yeah, I so kind much. of had that with my grandma. And I, 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 I mean, I was, again, late 30s. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think then I really understood the gravity of it. it what do you say? I mean, it's kind of like, love you. It, to me, it's not even that. It's just this, for me, there, there's just this physical, like, I don't want to walk out of here because... I know, but that's the thing. In the I moment, won't. it just feels so it just feels so weird uh-huh. it's like like you said you don't want to walk out of there but then it's like what what do i do uh-huh. am i supposed to just stand here and watch you like mm-hmm. is that right do you know do i say goodbye you're still here? it's just well there's a lot of things you could do jim i don't know <laughs> i know i know but none I of it a jim would do none of it you could hold her hand yes you of could course but all brush her hair you could <laughs> all of that it's yes I think I held her hand, I gave her a hug and all of that, but it just doesn't feel real. It is like, what is this experience? What am I, I'm saying goodbye to somebody, but I mean, it just, it just feels, I don't know. I don't know how to describe that feeling. You know, like you said, the last time you're going to see somebody, well, what is that? I mean, you know what that means, but what do you do with that? And yes, you can mm-hmm. hold their hand and all of that, but you know, it's like, and at some point you're going to walk out of that room. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about is it just feels like, mm-hmm. I know I just turn around and I walk out mm-hmm. and that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's. Well, I I think for me, like, it kind of depends on the nature of the relationship. Um, I would like to be there till the end. Mm-hmm. I know, like, I was, when my grandpa died, uh, w- 
he he was lived to be very old and he had a fall at home and like everybody we even tried to take him to the hospital and they're like oh wait, what do you want he's 95 years old he fell like it's like yeah but you don't understand he's like he he's in and out of lucidity like he can be totally with it for an hour and then the next minute he has no idea what the hell is going on like it was just the weirdest experience but basically we find ourselves finding have to put him in a nursing home very last minute and um arranging it all ourselves and i remember not wanting to leave him because i something in me knew that like okay this is i don't know that the next time I come back, he's going to be here. And I had to leave. When I remember my plans were very much like, I'm going to get back here the next day. Obviously, I was working. I was in my 20s. I had a full-time job at this point. And I got the call the next day that he had passed. But for me, it's like I had, I just wanted to stay there with him. And there's, I think there's just, I'm different than my family. There's just a, something in me where I'm like, no, this is, what, this, these are the moments that you're here for mm-hmm. people. You know, like I was watched his face and I was just like talking to him and staring at him. Him and like um he like again he was definitely in and out of lucidity but yeah I just I don't know well I guess I did I just I just have this desire to stay there through the end of the last breath like just as you birth somebody into the world you birth them out you know that's why you chose your career path because <laughs> that's what you're good at and in tune to and I think I feel very awkward in that situation I feel like I don't well then you and, should and then all no, the more reason to I, f- I, face I, it head on I there hear, buddy I, I hear you because hello. I hear you completely. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like one of those like, what do I do with my hands? What am I doing right now? I don't even know. I'm just here. Do, you know, you does this person want me to talk to them? Do they on, you hear? talk to them. You tell them things. Yeah. You're. That's what I told. Um, I told my kids this, and I understand. I don't. I'm not forcing it on them. It's a delicate thing. I'm like, I understand. This was my job for a while to help people through this whole process, and I'm like, I would encourage you to hug her, hold her hand tell her you love her and if you feel odd or goofy doing that like that's okay you can always like pray to her like she will hear you but whatever you it is that you want to say to her you can say it she'll know um and they were you know they were I, w- I was pretty impressed with their ability to process and be like emotionally open about all of this um again it's still early and they had her they had a viewing of her today and I haven't talked to them yet, so I'm not sure how that was for them. But it's just uh, December, you know? <laughs> it's like death and winter, and it's just like heavy. Yeah, it's winter's hitting hard this year. Why'd you it, say that? And we haven't really had winter yet. Why do you yet. say winter's hitting hard this year, Tim? It just feels, um, it just felt kind of like uh, we're, we're not even halfway through December yet. And I feel like and we don't have snow on the ground, so it's ugly out. It's cold out. It's, it's not cheerful winter season right now. So I just feel like it's been dragging on, and we're not even, we haven't really started it yet well it is and the days are so like short right i'm still okay with that i i'm okay i'm embracing it like my expectations are such that it's winter and i'm okay with that Oh, are you? Are you okay with I it? I know that I won't be okay with it for much longer. Okay. It would be nice to get some snow. It would, <laughs> I would be. I definitely am craving some snow. Yeah, me too. That's why I'm just saying it's just kind of been a gross start to winter. Yeah. And hopefully that changes soon. Yeah. It's my turn now to ask you a question. Well, okay. Well, We're going to go to back to this game. I thought I said I was just going to like lead with it. But I have to ask you a question. That's only fair. Okay. Let you choose one. All right. Fan it out. I'll grab two colors. Fan it out. I know. It's stressful, isn't it? Uh-huh. That is so interesting. Well, you're you're supposed to give them to me. That's... I'm supposed to read these to you. <laughs> um. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is interesting. <laughs> Share a time you felt attracted at a restaurant. So does that... What does that mean? Like, like attractive? Like or... I'm... Yeah. So did I feel attractive or attracted to somebody else? Or are you attracted to a restaurant? Share a time you felt attracted no, at a restaurant. No, because it starts out I'm at kidding. a restaurant. Share a time you felt attracted. Uh, I'm going to say... Oh, this is a, kind of a weird one. How do you want to take it? I'll let you choose how you want to take it. Do you want to take it as I mean, I you feel felt like attractive? every match date I ever wanna... went on, I felt attracted at a restaurant. There you go. <laughs> you you every match date you went on was you were in it you were into it and you felt is that what you're saying? No, you I'm a- saying I felt like attractive. I guess you like, felt attractive. Not I that you like, were attracted to the other person. You felt attra- that's what I'm asking you. How do you want to take this question? Yeah, I guess I read it that way initially. So let's flip the script there. That I felt attracted. Mm-hmm. Um, Choose carefully. Shoot, what, there's like lots of those situations, wouldn't there be? Or no? I mean, you like choose. Carefully. Carefully. I remember 
Um, when or since our second date was a wedding, um, I remember this is going to sound awful. Are you prepared? Our first date, I was in and out of like, oh my God, he's so gorgeous. Oh, wait a minute. Am I like, but wait a minute. I don't know. Like, what's he wearing? Like, I, I thought I looked cool. I, I thought I looked good on our first date. I did not like that shirt. Um, but anyways, I was just like... What it, I was, wasn't sure. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, it was hard. It was almost like you had two versions and like, it was like Jekyll and Hyde and one I was attracted to and one I wasn't. And so I was like, what, who is this person? So baffles I was me. just questioning that for a second. Okay. I'm just being honest with Knowing you. Knowing you, this but, does not surprise me, but go ahead. So our second day, we just agreed to go to this wedding and we were, we decided to meet up at this other bar beforehand. And of course, you were running late. Well, I didn't know, of course, at the time, but in hindsight, of <laughs> course, you were I was on time for the first late. date. And you came in all like flustered. And I just like looked up and I'm like, oh my God, he is so good looking. Okay. <laughs> and the, that's the and memory then you I want came you to keep going back to. And you sat next to me and you were like kind of cranky because you were talking about, you know, how rushed you were and like you went to get out your shirt and you had a black stain on it. So you had to like go buy a new one, like all this stuff. Like again, at the time, of typical. course, of course, that's typical yeah. in hindsight. You know, you, you created that. You were like building the closet thing that day or you pushed to the limits. Uh-huh. I thought was just a where freak did, thing at the time. Where did we meet um, beforehand for that second date? At, um, what's it called? It's not there anymore. The Martini we Bar. Did, okay. That's what I was going to ask you. That's what I thought we met at the Martini Bar before yes. that. Yes. Okay. But the whole conversation, you were so attractive. So I'm just wondering if like Cranky Jim is actually really um, attracted to crank, Cranky Jim. I don't think so. <laughs> after after 10 years, I'm pretty sure that's a hard no. Anyways. You don't like it when I'm cranky. So that's my story with that one. Oh, well, that makes me feel good. I don't want to hear about any other ones. You can just stop there. Okay. I, that's, I, don't, I couldn't give you any other examples, so it's fine. Not even with me? That one stands out to hurtful. me. Well, I don't remember. I'm, I just, that one stands out to me. I'm kidding. Where were, it was at a restaurant, and I was like, wow. Yeah, you were you were <laughs> gorgeous from the first time I saw you, and like, that oh, okay. never well, that's let not up. True. I just happened to go out with somebody that found me to be gorgeous, so that worked out well. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. How, that's how it works. Yeah? yeah? No, I think that's what I was joking about if I said every match date, and that was the same thing, but... I just happened to go out with people that happened to find me attractive. So they made me feel attractive when I went out with them. Which is pretty normal because yeah. you met That's on Match. You, they saw your pictures. They yeah. were attracted to begin yeah. with to go out with yeah. you. Yeah. So <laughs> you're a good catch. Right. Can I say? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've already talked on this podcast about our first date. And mm-hmm. yeah, I told you. I walked in behind you. So why are we talking about it again? I don't know. I just like to talk about it. <laughs> okay. Because I just remember sitting there the whole time thinking how unbelievable you were and how lucky I was to be. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you, a, a couple of updates to give. Oh, okay. That we never followed up on. I finished acupuncture. Well, it's I don't done. know if you finished it. You finished your preliminary I, I did. routine or whatever, group of yeah. sessions. Yes. And um, I got through it and I'm enjoying the break because... <laughs> It just, even though it got easier, never got easy. I did not like being trapped on that table at the mercy of, I don't know, a panic buck button that would work, hopefully, and because <laughs> you can't move. Um, but it was, I mean, it was, it's just, I would love to know the benefits if I wasn't anxious because even anxious, the benefits were incredible. So it's been a week now? It's been like two or, or three two. weeks. Probably two. I don't think it's been, maybe it has been three. So I was going to ask you though, is um, do you still feel like you are uh, experiencing the benefits no no okay i mean maybe i mean it's hard to obviously quantify what that would be what those maybe. benefits would be but. i feel i do genuinely feel like in general there was because acupuncture is all about getting your energy flowing as it's meant to flow mm-hmm. and um back in um oh gosh why can't i never think of you know <laughs> well yeah that but get, yeah that's that's what that's what they define energy right the chi. I think so. Or the, it's spelled two different ways, I think. C-H-I or Q-I. Yes. Um, but it's all about balancing your energy and getting it back in flow. And so that's not, acupuncture cannot do that 100% on the own, on its own. Like you have to, you have to practice a lifestyle that keeps, that maintains that. So, but I do feel like it definitely um, catapulted my nervous system to a level of calm that it wasn't previously at. Trust me, it's not at calm, so I shouldn't use calm, but less agitation maybe. I don't know. 
Um, I would agree with that. I feel like I have much different clarity in thinking in general, which is super fascinating to me. Um, yeah, the level of insight um, and clarity that I have around several situations, I feel like has evolved since acupuncture. I don't think that's made up. I think it's a real thing. You said you would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, we still have our days and our times. Um, but I think that what I've witnessed, it does seem like you are, you've got more control over your nervous system, if that makes sense. Okay. Like it's a little bit more grounded, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't know. I mean, for me to sit there and attribute that to acupuncture without having that experience myself and what you felt through that, I, I don't know that that's the case. But I guess I've noticed a, I've noticed a shift okay. for whatever reason. Yeah. Okay. Of course you're going to say that. Well, no, I would tell you that I've noticed anything, but... I went, the last time I went in there, I had, I've been dealing with this whole foot thing I've mentioned before. I think it's from increased running probably. I wasn't sure if it's a stress fracture or some sort of muscle thing. I don't know. It's still sensitive. So I've given up running for the time being. And, but the last time I went in there, I, it was bothering me and I had a session and it completely went away for 48 hours. There was no trace of anything. Yeah, that's crazy. And then I went for a run. Too <laughs> and happy. then it came back. Yeah, so it's I've decided not to run. I'm back on the Peloton again. At least I've been on it a couple so times. So how is that though? Because I know you said that the one time it was not great. It wasn't good. What do you mean? Riding the bike and you felt that it was hurting. Do you, but then you did it. Rode again today. So I know I, I was fine today. Okay. Last time I rode it, I I had to do out of the saddle. Out of the saddle. Um, where I was like, oh, twicked my foot. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> but this time, this ride I did today, which was pretty intense, I had no problem with. So that's good. 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 But I'm not going to run on it. Good. I Exciting. need to let it heal. Exciting. Okay. So what else do you have? You have you said some other No, updates. I don't have anything else. Oh, I that's don't. it. Do you have any updates? No. You have we, not called for acupuncture. I haven't called for acupuncture yet. And I was literally just thinking, oh, I got it. I need to do that. Um, We... Have had a couple painters come out to look at our house. So yes, for maybe our spring summer project next year is to paint the outside of our house. Yes. Speaking of painting, I'm going to totally switch <laughs> topics here because you said that, and I just I do I did remember something. Um, I was painting the doors to my home office this week and listening to a podcast by Glennon Doyle, and <laughs> um, it was I don't even remember what episode it was or whatever it was, but they were just talking about loneliness and brain imaging and people that describe themselves as being lonely individuals and by lonely it's like nobody really understands me i'm never fully understood Mm -hmm. have different brain imaging um i found that to be so fascinating were you surprised i I was surprised because no i'm not surprised that there's different we know all this already like depressed people like we know this but i believe what the study was saying and i should i guess shouldn't even be talking about this because now i was like shoot that was like two weeks ago um, was saying that, that like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Is their brain? The, the, yeah. I think it was saying that the brain is diff, wired differently from the start, and that these are people that are the creatives of the world, though, because that's part of the creative process. Is so you feel so misunderstood that you have to share yourself with those around you. So whether it's through music or, or whatever, but that there is potentially just this unavoidable loneliness with the creatives of the world. And I thought that was really fascinating. It is fascinating. As we were we were introduced to a new musician that what's the name of that? It's um John John Batiste. Batiste. What's the name of the documentary on Netflix? It's fantastic. American Symphony. American Symphony. He was also interviewed cuz I listened to his interview on Armchair Expert and I was like, "Oh, I fell in love with everything he was saying." And I was like, "Oh, we got to watch the documentary." So we did and we started listening listening to his music and now we got concert tickets to go see him in February <laughs> at the Fillmore in Hello. Detroit. Um, but anyways, he was, I feel like that was kind of capturing the same thing. Like, and to me, it was just beautiful. It was all really pretty. Back to painting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've decided I mean, to we we've we decided we we want to get our house exterior house painted this yeah. summer, and it's very expensive. So we've been wanting to do it for a while. 
It's overdue. It's overdue probably by... Is it overdue though? Yeah, I think it's overdue. I got the impression today that the guy was like, so why why are you guys doing this? And I was like, well, we've got like, it's bad on the other side. And then I feel like he was just basically like, yeah, that's that's what happens. You just to get touch-ups. The good news is the two people so far that we've had come out, uh neither one of them said it was like, oh, that's bad. They're like, oh, that's not not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. (laughs) It's not bad. No, but so the point is we would not necessarily have to paint the whole house. We could get it probably power washed and Right, know, and then they and would then do some scraping and touch-ups. Do some scraping and touch-ups. Well, nobody offered that because <laughs> we didn't ask for that. That we, we were, we're looking for... We didn't, but the paint is also... They said, so I'm going to interrupt you here. Okay. Both of them said like, yeah, when we do it, you know, you should easily get 10 to 15 years out of it. Yes, every couple of years you'll have to do probably a little touch-up, but that should last you 10, 15 years. We're going on like 10 years with the paint that we have now. So it's yeah, not like it's... probably a little more. It may be a little more. We don't know exactly. You know what? What? It's definitely more because when we first... So we moved here in 17, but like we first saw the place in like 15. Was I know it was done in and it 16. Was, it was on, when year was it on originally on the market? Was that 16? It was 16 that it okay, was on the market. Okay, so, so he probably painted it in 14 or 15. So maybe yeah. at, at minimum. So, okay, all right, a little less than 10 years. But there's, it wasn't, there were parts that weren't done that we need done anyways. So... I'm having a little bit of yeah, I want you I was to share your feelings on this. about this. And then this guy comes out today and he's I feel like he was kind of like, "Why?" And then both people both people are like, "I think there's going to be some sticker shock. Like, do you guys know what you're getting yourself into?" And we're like, "Yeah, we do. Like, we've researched what, you know, obviously we're waiting for their official quotes, but it's a huge undertaking." And then I felt like previously I was under this working under this idea that like, "Well, it has to get done." And now I'm like, "Oh, maybe it doesn't Maybe there's other things that need to be prioritized, and this is this is a lot. So it's a big project. They keep saying that this is going to be a big project. This is one of our bigger projects. Like it's like oh, <laughs> there's so much involved with it, and it I'm I'm starting to like want to backpedal. Well, we and you're all like we can choose. You're more in it. You're I feel like you're kind of like well, no, it has to get done. We can choose not to do it this year, but if we don't do it this year, we're probably going to have to do it. Have to, or you could just get it touched up Maybe. and it stays this color forever maybe we have pillars that are completely flaking off and need work those need to be redone but we could do those and so piecemeal this thing jim wouldn't even be piecemealing it would just be touching (laughs) up um the one thing is is that we have original windows on this house and there are storm windows over every single window and on the other side is it the sashing is that what we call it so the back side the outward facing sashing and all of our original windows probably has not been painted since the house was here i mean it's down to the bare original wood in many situations it's flaking like crazy you can't really necessarily see it from the streets because it's covered with the storm windows but that's i i just want so badly for those windows to all get repaired and painted the way they should be so that's where i'm kind of like let's just like do it just get it all done with but i'm also like what are we thinking this is crazy this is crazy this is crazy (laughs) Merry Christmas to you. No. For the next twenty years. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's a right answer as far as we could do some touch up and we could Well, can you trust your thinking here i think like, i think you get like overexcited you're just all of a sudden like you actually taught what you today, are like you've been all over this for the past two or three weeks yeah, now you actually well because if we we said if we're going to do it next year we have to get on the schedule now that's that was my big push was like if we don't do it now well, I, I know we're not getting on the schedule I know. we've since kind of like been like all right if it doesn't get done before graduation parties and stuff then that's i, yeah, I never knew it would jim you're the one okay. who keeps throwing that out there i'm like there's no way that that you can plan for that which is what i was that's which you. is what i was was hoping That's for. You. Um, when you mentioned today is, well, maybe we don't have to do it. Maybe we could just you know, scrape it, clean it, touch it up. I was thinking mm, maybe we I kind of feel like that's what that guy, I, first of all, he was my favorite so far, but I kind of feel like he was kind of like, what if the why other would you guys of our podcast. do this? Why would you guys do this? Why would you spend this much money on something that doesn't need to be done right now? I, you didn't say those words, but I felt like you're good at reading people. I didn't I get felt that like impression. he was very, like he was not trying to sell us on anything. If anything, yeah. it was just like, I mean, yeah, like <laughs> 
he was just—he just seemed very hesitant, like he almost felt guilty. Like, oh, I don't see. I could be wrong on that. I don't know that that was the case. I think it was more just the fact that like this is going to be really expensive, and just like you need to be prepared for it. It is a lot of work, and there's a lot of prep, and there's a lot of you know. So yeah, I got it more from the standpoint of like. Well, he definitely started off with that. He definitely led with that. He's like, you know, a lot of people. It's just like he goes. I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. A lot of people are shocked by how much of an undertaking this is and how much it costs. And I just need to know what you guys like. He and then he finally. It's always such an awkward thing. Like nobody wants to like throw numbers out there, but he threw some numbers out there, and we were like, "Yeah, no, we know." But um, I feel like even after that, he was like, "I mean, it looks pretty good." Like he was just like going on and on. And I was like, "Well, the back is really bad." And then we get back there, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean," because I asked him like what is the kind of paint you use going to be able to prevent this flaking as the sun just scorches the house over here? And he's like, I mean, yeah, no, you have what we call a scraper. Like every couple of years, you're just going to have to have somebody come out and fix it. Like, so I was just like, okay, there we go. (laughs) I guess we get the estimates back and then we make our decision. And you know what? Maybe if we put that off, maybe we say, hey, we're going to take one, you know, set of windows and we're going to try to see if we can get somebody in here to come repair the windows first. But so to me, I just like also I'm like, okay, like let's just get everything done. I would like it all done. Um... It's just, where are you at with it, Jim? Where are you at with it? Yeah, I feel like you're just like, whatever you want, dear. <laughs> no, I I want it done. Um, okay. I do want to get it done. I do know it's going to be very expensive, but I kind of feel like it's one more thing we can check off. And yes, every couple of years, maybe we have a little touch-up done, but the cost of that, just like the front doors that we had done, is you know a, a lot cheaper than... Um, I guess the thing I'm torn on is that our windows, they need... And this guy was like, I can we can do the windows, we can replace yeah. it, we can do all this stuff. I was very impressed with him. Also, he it's a coincidence that I need to bring up. He looked like he could have been a twin to the previous owner of this house. He just had a uh they looked like a like calming the same presence person. to him. He his demeanor. Yeah. Everything. He's got not, style. You he know, class. he's the owner of the company. And again, I think he, I don't think he does all their estimates by any means. So I'm sure like on the big projects, he's probably the one that goes out. But yeah, he just kind of has this like demeanor to him that you just kind of like, I trust this guy. Yeah. And he was like super cool. I mean, he's older than us, but I he's know. so much I was, cooler than us. I, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the, I don't know about cooler than you, but I definitely I was like this dude is cool. <laughs> I'm telling you cool. the same personality as Peter, the previous owner of this house. Yeah. And they visually look the same. His clothing, yes. everything about him. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, you son of a bitch. You got it all figured out, don't you? I noticed that when both companies came out when they walked away, I was like, I think I want their jobs. That'd be a cool gig. <laughs> Yeah, go look at houses and uh, walk around and take pictures, and then, but you're not the one painting it. Right. Then you have to actually go do the work. Yeah. Because their job. I'd be down with that, though. I, I think. told you. If it's though, all I had to do, I'd be down with that. I don't know. I'm going to speak out totally on a turn here and speak out of my ass. But I told you, it's like, I think that painting is one of those professions that has to be, in a lot of cases, a terrible profession when you go into people's houses and you give them prices and they probably. You know, nobody, a lot of people aren't expecting it to cost what it does. I don't, I don't. I I think that happens all the time. I think it is. Okay. Well, I think think it's like anything then. Listener feedback. Okay, you can say it about anything that people are going to work on related to home construction or renovation or whatever, improvement, anything. So there's that. I know, but this is the difference. (laughs) Most people don't think they can go replace a kitchen or tile a bathroom. Do you think? I think a lot of people think that they can paint and therefore it should be cheap. No, it's so labor intensive. I know it is, but but I know. But that's what I'm just saying is, you know, a lot of people I think are like, this is no big deal. Yeah. So, okay. Also, Uh I have to bring up another thing that we discovered this week. Enlighten me. Norwegian Netflix Christmas specials (laughs) with English subtitles. They are the bomb. Well, are they? Seriously, they're so good. Yes. Okay, the show we're watching now that you fell asleep on, it's a mini-series. Yes. I feel like that one is is pretty good so far. I love the other one, too, just because, I mean, it was definitely a Hallmark movie out of Norway, but it was amazing. The scenery was so good. So I do want to note this, though, because this really was weird about 
about that one. It was a Norwegian movie, mm -hmm. but it was in English, mm -hmm. but it was English dubbed in English. Yes. And so it was like, oh, when I just put it on normal, they're speaking English. Yes. And then it was like, but oh no, this is voiceover that doesn't really match. So right. that was kind of weird. And that was the default. Yes. And then we've watched, what was the other show we watched where it was English dubbed over and it was the voice, the, the timing was terrible, but we loved it and we watched it anyways. What country was that out of? Do you remember? Oh my God. You have so me. Good. What was it about? It, I mean. When she left and her mother died and she had a house in the. Um, oh, uh, yeah. She went again? to Greece and an island in Greece, right? Yes. And they were in Germany. Weren't they in Germany? But I she don't was... remember now. Okay. Super corny, terrible acting, amazing movie. <laughs> but was that a movie or was that a show? That was a movie, wasn't it? I think it, it was, was a movie. movie. Um, so this yeah, is our anyway. new jam. This is what we're doing yeah. all winter long. We're just gonna watch. We're just gonna watch some European. It's kind of fun. TV. It's something different. Taking the vibe. The one we're watching now, though, it's just there's no English voiceover option, so we have to read the subtitles the whole time. Yes, and it's a mini series that takes place in. What's it called? An airport in Oslo. Yeah, which and we've been to. So Which we have been to, yes. <laughs> Netflix sometimes gets irritating the way that they have stuff laid out. Um, a Storm for Christmas. A storm very, for Christmas. <laughs> very exciting title. <laughs> I don't know how we ended up uh, deciding to watch it, but um, yeah, it's been but good. But I'm definitely, we are definitely doing a Scandinavian Christmas one of these years. We're going to like win the lottery and we're going to fly everybody out there and we're going to say, sorry, this is our Christmas. We're, we're going to, we're going to say, sorry, this is our Christmas. Yep. We're doing it up Scandinavian okay. style and it's going to be amazing. It will be. It will be amazing. I just can't believe how many of these um, movies are on Netflix? Like I these know. two Christmas movies, this one, you know, both Norwegian. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Well, like you said, it's something It's something different. It is. And it reminds me of being over there because yeah. they're like, hey, hey. Hey, hey. That's right. <laughs> when we were in Norway, I always get this reversed, but I think I have it hi, right hi. now. In Norway, it's hi, hi or hey, hey. I think it's hi, hi. Isn't it? What were they just saying in the movie, Jim? No, we had it. I, in the movie, they said, I thought they were saying hey, hey. Or was it hi, I hi? I think it was hi, hi, but I could be wrong. Okay, so fine. Norway, it was hi, hi. And then we Maybe. went to Sweden. They were Maybe. hey, hey. Or I just found versa. that to be so interesting that they both had different... But the same variations there. <laughs> uh -huh. Like nobody ever said hey or hi. It was always hey, 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 hey or hi, 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 hi. You walk into a store. That's how you're greeted. Yeah. And in the, the movie, numerous times yeah. we heard that. So Yeah. It was fun. It was kind of fun. It took uh -huh. us back a few years. Yeah. Anyways. I'm excited. I'm already looking for our Norwegian Christmas or Swedish Christmas. Or... Yeah. We have almost all of our Christmas shopping done. I am in the Christmas spirit this year. I have wanted to go to the mall or a big box store or a small shop in downtown USA. Doesn't matter where it is. I'm all about the Christmas shopping this year, which is a real throwback for me. I haven't been, who wants to deal with crowds? Like I haven't wanted to do that for a very long time, but we went to two malls this weekend. Two. 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 And I loved it. It was amazing. Which is shocking because the first one we went to is the biggest mall in Michigan. Yeah. And the, we went to Somerset. But we that went to was, Somerset. that was really crowded because we found out the entire U of M football team was there signing Doing autographs. And there were hundreds and hundreds of people in line for that. Yeah. So that complicated the crowd situation. So we didn't stay long there. My point being, though, we did not stay long. But you actually still kind of enjoyed it. I did. And then we went to Novi yesterday, 12 Oaks. And I, I was like, let's just go to every store. Like, I wasn't annoyed with, like, crowds or anything. I was just really in the holiday spirit. I know. Yeah. But again, both times... I don't typically like going to the malls and going shopping, but I was like, I could hang out here for a yeah. while, go to some more we stores. We even went to the food court and ordered Taco okay. Bell. I don't like want to. We I don't want like to admit to that. Like you were seventeen. Oh, I know. Yeah. So I said I posted. I said I feel young, wild, and free right now. And then disgusting. And then dis actually, I didn't even feel that much disgust. I had Taco Bell twice this year at at the same place, Twelve Oaks Food Court. Wait, you had it twice this year there? Yes, when I went there for homecoming shopping, we had oh, Taco Bell. You had, I told you this yesterday. You did. I'm sorry. God. 
Anyways, I, I didn't feel, like I didn't feel gross after that time or this time. So I don't know if it's something unique to that specific oh. Taco Bell or what, but I did not feel gross after eating that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I had McDonald's like last week too, which, well, I mean, I- <laughs> Yeah, what's ah, going wow, on? What's going on with me? I felt disgusting after I ate that. So that was normal. Like I always feel disgusting after eating McDonald's. <laughs> Typically any fast food, I feel disgusting after I eat it. So I don't know. Stay tuned on the food court in the 12 Oaks Mall Taco Bell. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh, last night we decided- uh, I haven't followed up with you, but we're going to try this out. You and I are going to make Christmas dinner, uh-huh. and we are going to experiment with traditional dishes from our respective um, ancestry. Which came from this Norwegian Christmas movie. Yes. That I was like, they were making rice, or they had rice pudding. Yes. And I was like, my each of my grandmas used to make their own rice puddings very differently. Yes. One with raisins and cinnamons. The other was like more pure white. And then like, e, the fact that like I've never had rice pudding, but the fact that you have and that you liked it is just purely criminal. To, it was like one criminal. of my favorite desserts. You're my grandma Jane's, I don't I know. I think is that the number one characteristic of a sociopath? Probably <laughs> rice pudding. I mean. Somebody that likes rice pudding. I'm going to be honest with you. The thought of it now does not sound I've, as good. I don't think I've ever had it. Um, I don't know. But we're going to we're gonna see. Like I said, my grandma Campbell's was like the rice was softer and stuff and it was had raisins in it. And my grandma Jane's was a little stiffer and I, it was just very different. Um, each one of them. One hmm. was like... Uh, Are you sure they were both actually rice pudding or did somebody just call it rice pudding? No, they were both rice pudding. Okay. Yeah, one was... Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to trying to figure out a meatball situation. That was the favorite thing that I would have at my dad's parents' house. Um, not Swedish meatballs. I don't know. German meatballs. I don't know, but they were amazing. I probably won't be able to replicate it, so I'll probably just make Swedish meatballs because those are good too, and I'm Swedish. So other than that, I think I'm just going to have to like Google some traditional Swedish, Finnish, German, Irish dishes. (laughs) Well, see, that's the problem that I have is because usually Christmas, if we spent with my grandma Jane, which was typical, Uh um, we had the Polish Right, which you already do. Which we already do, so I can't replicate the rest of that. I think you should try something. um, Do you have Irish in you? Could you make us some I, shepherd's pie? Do I have Irish in me? Yeah. I thought you, you were know, mostly... Well, I was have, thinking it was Scottish. No, it's I Scottish. have a ton of Irish. You're Scottish, aren't you? I have both. Is it equal parts? No, I think it's more Irish. Okay, because I got a lot... I got, I got a fair amount of Irish in me. I am... I think I'm at double digits. So. I am 26% Irish, 10% um, from Scotland, 14 from England and Northwest Europe, and 45% from Eastern Europe, and then a little bit uh, 1% Jewish and 4% Baltics. Okay. But yeah, 26% Irish. Well, so maybe, maybe I will make a shepherd's pie. That would be fun. I'm currently at, I don't know why they have, they have it Sweden and Denmark in the same category now. 31% that, 26% German, 22 Finnish, uh, 10% England and Northwestern Europe. Oh shoot, 9% Irish. I thought I was double digits, but 2% Scottish. So lame. <laughs> but I mean, since I'm all about the Scandinavian winter vibe right now, I think I might, I'm going to be a Scandinavian heavy dish. I need you to do that. You have so, to, you have to do it. That's not even a question. I should ask my mom. One of my favorite things that my grandma, her mom made, who she's 100% Finnish, was Finnish bread. It's just like this subtle sweetness to it. So very, very good. I will I will make that this Christmas. Um, that's like a breakfast dessert situation, but um, okay. <laughs> it's not part of the dinner. But I should ask her if she has, because I don't think other than that we really had anything to finish in our meals or, or maybe really even Swedish. I don't even know. We I feel like she loaded everything with salt. Like, I don't even know. Like, And they were big smokers. So everything had a layer of cigarette smoke. And <laughs> Sounds salt. delicious. It wasn't bad. I just preferred my other grandma's cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, are we done? I think we're done. Okay. Yeah, we'll be reporting back on that in a couple of weeks. Yes, let's do that. Yeah. All right. All right. I love you. I love you. Love you.